Welcome everyone to the Lo-Fi Poly Side Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pickering. That's right, Lo-Fi is in low fidelity, low quality, in your face, messy as can be global news show. Here we're going to talk about that famous question, what's going on in the world today? And straight to it, to Poland we go and update their quarrel with the European Union as it relates to certain Polish communities declaring themselves as LGBT-free communities. Now, let's talk about first the original story we covered and what it exactly means when these communities in Poland declared themselves as LGBT-free communities. So, it means that this province or this municipality or this city, that they disagree with what they label as the LGBT ideology of Europe and the EU. All right. Now, this means that these communities were basically coming out and saying they were anti-LGBTQ rights. Now, if you want to argue with me about that point specifically, go ahead and at me. I'm ready for that conversation. But if you come out as a community and say that you're LGBT free, meaning that you don't agree with that ideology, you're making a statement. But the European Union and the EU... They have told these communities and the national government of Poland that this was against EU principles of equality, of freedom, and all-around democracy, and that they have to rescind these statements, or else the EU is going to cut funding for these regions in Poland. And the Polish federal government has generally been, well, well, it's the Law and Justice Party, a right-wing conservative party that really doesn't care about the EU that much, so they basically were like, forget you, EU. But now, the EU stepped up that threat, and some, some of these Polish communities have caved in, and they want that money. So they have rescinded those LGBT-free stances. But it'll be interesting to see if all of the others will do it as well, or will some hold out? Will some actually push the EU to see if they're going to cut that funding or not. And write in, let us know what you think out there, people. But now we're moving east from Poland, out to an update in Afghanistan, where things, well, they're not getting better, I'll tell you that. And if you thought in early August that the Taliban really meant what they said about being a new Taliban with big old finger quotes around the new part, you either weren't listening to Lo-Fi Poli Sci, or you were just dreaming of another earth. Because we never bought what they were selling. And now, well, they ain't selling shit. They're straight time after time, new policy after new policy, showing all of us that they are, in fact, the exact same repressive group as the people who had power in 2001 and before. And the latest, to take straight from the words and tweet of the new Cabal University Chancellor, women cannot go back to university until an Islamic environment is created. Now, previously, it was stated that women would be going back to university, but they were going to be segregated from men. But now, it's a complete no-go. And this is in addition to many girls in secondary school and earlier are not being allowed back at school either. And there's even more policies and revival of old Taliban policies that are going on in provinces that haven't really gotten a lot of coverage yet. They're not countrywide rules or regulations or laws, but they're just at the provincial level. But make no mistake, if you thought Afghanistan was a struggling democracy before, with civil liberties and civil rights on the decline, 
Well, we're bearing witness to a decline of those rights at supersonic speeds. In short, Afghanistan is in line to become one of the most authoritarian countries in the world, passing up the likes of Russia, China, or Myanmar even. But remember one thing, though. It's not even two months since the Taliban took over. In other words, it's still early, and a lot can change quickly, as we've most certainly seen. So keep your eyes open and ears to the ground, my friend. Lots going down in Afghanistan these days. Now it's time to switch gears for a minute and get back to the game. That's right, it's time for Wednesdays. Are we landlocked or not? And we're continuing on with our European edition at the moment. And in particular today, we're going to see how well you know the Balkans. So let's head it. And landlocked is defined as a country with no direct border access to water, like a great ocean or a sea. So number one, Montenegro, are we landlocked or not? And five, four, three, two, and one. Survey says Montenegro is not landlocked. It has a border with the Adriatic Sea. Number two, Serbia, is it landlocked or not? And I think the Balkans are a region that gets skipped over way too much. But there's so much there to talk about. So I'm happy we're actually getting to it with the game. And pretty soon we're going to be jumping in to see what's going on in the Balkans there lately. And three, two, one. Serbia is landlocked. Yes, it is indeed. Are you two for two out there? Go ahead and write in. Let us know. Number three, North Macedonia. Are we landlocked or not? And wow, were we surprised that Greece and Macedonia finally, finally, after so many years of arguing, finally got over their dispute about Macedonia being called Macedonia and Greek claiming the name in reference to Alexander the Great of Macedonia and blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't you know, all they had to do this entire time was add the word north in front of Macedonia. And that was it. What a bunch of wasted time, am I right? And is North Macedonia landlocked? And yes, indeed, it is. Number four, Albania. Are we landlocked or not? And five, four, three, two, and one. Albania is not landlocked. Nope, nope, nope. And our last one for the day, number five, Bulgaria. Are we landlocked or not? And five, four, three, 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 survey says. Bulgaria is bordered with the Black Sea and therefore is not landlocked. No, it is not. And did you go five for five today? Write in. How much of that lo-fi loot did you win? And remember to keep track and add it to all the other loot from all the other games to redeem for a special prize at the end of season four. Now let's keep on rolling, this time moving west out of the Balkans in Europe, and to the Caribbean, and Haiti for an update on things there. Well, aside from the arrival of lots of Haitian immigrants that were deported from the U.S., the Prime Minister of Haiti, who, remember, was appointed by the President just two days before the President was assassinated this summer, that Prime Minister has just dissolved the Electoral Council which is in charge of putting on presidential elections and parliamentary elections. 
and the prime minister has postponed elections indefinitely, which those elections were already postponed due to COVID and due to weather. But now they're getting postponed even more, and they were supposed to take place in November, which meant this prime minister could have potentially lost his job in November, depending on how elections turned out. I mean, this is craziness and most definitely a power grab during a state of chaos in the country. But what can you do other than wait and see how things play out? You know, will other political leaders in power sit idly while this new prime minister does make that power play? Or will others react from inside the government or outside the government? You know, we will most certainly be waiting patiently to see how this plays out, because just like Afghanistan, Things here are really just beginning. Now let's head back east, but this time to Africa and the country of Guinea and an update on the military junta that overthrew the government just a few weeks ago. Well, firstly, they haven't released the president they overthrew, so don't even ask that. They haven't done it. And they haven't released a date for new democratic elections. So don't ask because we don't know. But they have released a transitional charter via state television went out to the entire country, which outlines the process for a transitional government, which will determine when the first election is and the constitution. But that transitional government will also determine how long the actual transition period is. And guess who is leading that transitional government? As president, the leader of the coup, of course. And there's so much vagueness surrounding this. And really, it's only a partial step forward. Like part of the charter says that anyone taking part in the transition cannot run for office after. Okay, sounds good. But it looks like that's only for the first election. And then maybe they can run, question mark. And they'll have a president, the coup leader. And they'll have two vice presidents of this transitional government. And who they are, we don't know yet. And there are going to be 81 people serving from a mixture of different society, civil society groups and parts of the country. But how those 81 people are being picked, don't really know. And 30% of the transitional government have to be women. I mean, really, though, if you're going to have a gender quota as a military junta trying to look more inclusive... You should have just went for 50% of the transitional government have to be women. I mean, missed opportunity here. I see what you're trying to do, but you should have just went all the way with it. But all of this, all of this, likely just smoke and mirrors. A magic show. A sleight of hand. It could be years, years before we see any actual elections. And by then, it's likely going to be the coup leader that wins. I mean, stick around, lo-fi listeners. Let's see if we can outlast this military junta and be able to update everyone on when democracy comes to Guinea. And now, a last piece of news to send you on your way for the day from the BBC World section. The headline, Greta Thunberg mocks world leaders' words at Youth for Climate. You gotta love this. Greta at a climate conference, right as the United Nations is wrapping up, and leaders from around the world are all giving their speeches. And like we said on Monday, much of this is the exact same thing that they have been saying for years. Well, Greta took the stage at Youth for Climate 
and straight went at these world leaders for all their bloody blah 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 blah. And hell yeah, call them people out. Everybody now, do it together. It's the same old nonsense. It hasn't changed anything. And the same old speeches. No one listened last time. And no one's listening this time. But Greta? Well, people be listening to her. So maybe it's time to wake up, world leaders. Maybe it's time for you to stop talking. And to start listening. But hey. What do we know? We're just a humble little lo-fi global news show. And that, my friends, is a brief snapshot of what's going on in the world today. If you didn't catch it, go back and listen to yesterday's Top 10, an introduction to political cinema with special co-host and friend of the show, Gregory Day of Hipsville AD. And keep an eye out for Letters of the Lo-Fi Poli Sci coming out on Saturday. Always remember that Lo-Fi Poli Sci is more than just me. It's the we that we be. Peace and well-being to all my human beings out there. Much love and always the best. Pickering, signing off.